0: Welcome back to the Triple Threat Podcast. My name is Ishan Sheth. Alongside me, as always, is William Nezell. And today we're going to be talking about some of the head coaching hires in the NFL and some other coordinators and some of their staff members. So we're going to be listing them from worst to best. And we will be starting in Houston with David Coley. So give me your thoughts
1: on Culley. Um, it's, it, the whole process Houston had is been completely mismanaged. So David Coley, he is he's a disciple i went on a, a disciple of andy reed he's been with andy reed and andy reed's coaching staff for years um he worked with him in kc he worked with uh mcdermott who was a disciple of andy reed he worked with um jim uh jim harbaugh no john no john which one? harbaugh, john, john harbaugh yeah. uh in in um, Baltimore. He's been working with the Andy Reid tree for a while, so he's very familiar with that system. Um, A system that Deshaun Watson wanted. Problem is, you have the system right in front of you. The latest version. I think about like a software. You have the latest version of the software right here. You can hire Eric Biennaby, a younger, better coach. Nah, I'm good. If I'm Eric Biennaby, I probably would have just said no, but the fact is they didn't interview him at first. They didn't even talk to him until Deshaun Watson made them. Then the, the league had to have some special request to allow them to interview him because the week for interviews already had had been completed. And he had to coach him the Super Bowl, so they had to have some whole finagling just to get the text to have an interview with him. Um, speaking of guys they interviewed, they interviewed Joe Brady, would have been a, a solid hire. They interviewed Jim Caldwell, Jim Caldwell twice. Uh, Jim Caldwell was a good coach for the Lions. I think he would have been. If you are looking for like a veteran leader just to come and fix up the shop, which Houston needs, and I think Coley might be able to do, but Cole would have been a much better hire for that. They uh, they interviewed Coley. They interviewed Matt Eberflus, who's a really good, solid defensive coordinator, a little bit vanilla with the Colts, but still very good defensive coordinator. Leslie Frazier, a uh, assistant head coach for the Bills, and an incredible defensive mind. Uh, he is they had him they were going to interview him twice, but they already made the hire for Coley. So I would thought that would have been a better hire. They interviewed their offensive coordinator, Tim Kelly. Don't think that would have been a good hire at all. No. The fact that the interview was pretty sad. But that might have just been like a courtesy thing. But if they were actually were serious, then I don't know. Uh, Marvin Lewis uh, so probably would have been better than Coley if he wanted a veteran just to come in fix up shop. Josh McCown. I never understood that this one. The fact they guard. interviewed a practice squad quarterback who was still playing, not to be the quarterback's coach, not to be the O.C., to be some passing gotcha. important to be the head coach of the team, what it what? what are, Like, you talk to Deshaun, all right. Who do you like? Uh, uh just got my friend, I, I like him. You should bring him back this year, all right. Uh, Deshaun, I met quarterback coach. Oh, uh, nah, you're using with your head coach. Like, who, who thought of that? Like, that is just I insane
0: from the city of Houston.
1: And then they interviewed Brands Staley, who was hired by the Chargers, so they had a lot of good options, and I mean, they probably picked one of the worst ones but they didn't interview sala they didn't interview smith they didn't interview dayball they didn't interview a lot of guys so texans they they hired a staffs of like for like a million dollars to give them five names for their head coach and for their for their gm hire and they didn't pick any of them they picked nick's uh nick casario because they wanted to hire him. they hired a data analytics team to find them a gm and they didn't hire any of them that they recommended so that doesn't tell you what's happening with the power, uh, power structure in, in Houston. I don't know what does, uh, but as for Coley, yeah, he has some very interesting stats. So, he started in Kansas City, and was the, uh, I think might, might have been the offensive coordinator or the the quarterbacks. Oh, he was the receivers coach.
0: He was no, he was the receiver coach.
1: He was the receiver coach the year that the Chiefs had zero receiving had touchdowns zero by receivers.
0: Touchdown.
1: Uh, he then went to uh, Buffalo, where he had josh allen and didn't do anything with him was dreadful of josh allen that'd be fair rookie year but he was not good in his rookie year so want to blame him for that i don't know but then he went to the, the passing game coordinator for the, the uh for the ravens and their passing game is pretty much dismal people calling out their plays uh they don't know what's going on their best receiver is probably willie sneed so no what? not good there so uh, I think he's, a, he's experienced. He knows Andy Reid, but just because you know Andy Reid doesn't mean you make you a head coach. He never has experienced a head coach. So I think this was just a strange hire, very strange hire.
0: Yeah, it just shows that the front office and the upper management is just not really listening to anyone else, and they're doing what they want. And that's not – and when you're a promising young quarterback – with Hall of Fame talent like Deshaun Watson is, you gotta get out of there. So, I just for his sake, I hope that he gets traded, and I think you would agree with me there too.
1: I mean, you look at this. I mean, this might be the only coach that would have accepted this job because Coley's getting up there in age. He's not gonna get another chance to be a head coach. So, you're gonna you're giving him the opportunity to be a head coach. I'd accept that no matter what how terrible an organization is. So. Yeah even though they have Jack Easterby, who's been ruining this franchise. I mean, I think that this was probably the only coach that would have said yes. They hired Lovey Smith to be their DC. All right. I mean, he was not a good head coach, but he's been a solid coordinator throughout his career. Uh, He's up there in age, but the staff is just going to come in here and they're just going to like fix the culture, I guess. They're just going to try to uh, instill some identity in this team because there's no developing, there's no players to develop on this roster. So, Deshaun, please leave. Don't let them keep you. Do whatever it takes. Get out. Just, just retire. Just, just, just pull a, a Carson Palmer and retire.
0: Dude, that, yeah. Just text Houston, lost Harden. You're gonna lose Watson. I'm not a baseball guy. That's more you. But aren't the Astros in some controversy too? I know I'm, not, I'm like not the biggest baseball, baseball guy baseball. either, but they lost
1: their best player, I think.
0: Yeah, so it's pretty sad there in Texas. So moving yeah. on to Philly, they kind of did a little flip-flop with the Colts where their offensive coordinator went to Indianapolis as their head coach, and Indy's offensive coordinator, Nick Sirianni, is now their head coach. And... Frank Reich was really the mastermind behind Philly's offense in their Super Bowl run. And even though Peterson got all that credit, it was really Frank Reich behind the scenes, similar to how Shanahan was for Dan Quinn. But I would not say Sirianni is like that was like that in Indianapolis at all.
1: It's Frank Reich's offense. I mean, that's like, that's like saying, um, Pete Carmichael is the mastermind behind the Saints offense. No, it's Sean Payton. Sean Payne's calling the plays. He's the offensive guy. That's what he's going to do. Um, this is a desperation move. This is pure and utter desperation. You see what happened when you lost your best coach. You kept the wrong guy and you, you're you paying the consequences. You're trying to chase the past, which is never a good sign. I mean, you should, you should never be out there chasing the past because what's what's happened is gone. Like you, I just don't get this. You have, Doug Pearson, I don't think he's a good coach. He was ruining Carson Wentz. His play calling was hindering Carson Wentz. It was playing into his weaknesses. So I think that was just never, never should have happened. I mean, he's been ruining them. But then if you're going to hire, if you're going to fire someone that has that prestige of being a super winning coach, you'd think that they had their guy in mind. I don't know if Nick Sirianni was the guy they had in mind. Cause I mean, you look at the guys that interviewed Dennis Allen. I mean, Fine. enemy Todd Bowles, Joe Brady, Gerard Mayo was a bit of an interesting one. Josh McDaniels, uh, Kellen Moore is very strange. Sala, Arthur Smith, and Brands Staley. So I think they wanted to get Smith or Sala, didn't get them in time, and they're paying the price because they're admitting they've messed up. They're chasing Carson Wentz, and now they're admitting that they might want to trade Carson Wentz. So you're bringing in the guy to fix Carson Wentz, and then you're going to remove Carson Wentz. And then they hired other quarterback's coach. I forget who they hired, but it's someone who's worked with Jalen Hurts for years. So they're trying to, like, placate both sides of the equation. Like, all right, Jalen, you're our guy. Carson, you're our guy. They can't both be your guy.
0: No, Wentz says, like he said a couple days ago, that he wants out. Like, he made it publicly official that he wants out of Philly. So
1: you messed up. You hired the guy to fix him he looked like a fish out of water in his press conference. Uh, he tried talking about simplifying the offense, but still making it complex while contradicting everything that he's talking about because he doesn't know what he's saying. I mean, it was like an Adam Gase type conference. It, it was not good. Yeah. Um, but, I just think it's just a, a, it's an admission of defeat, and they're admitting that they messed up, and then they're trying to fix something who doesn't want to be there. So, you didn't hire the best guy available, you didn't hire the guy to fix the one because you're gonna get rid of him, and you're hoping that he's somehow absorbed all of Frank Reich. Like this is the Sean McVeigh equation. Like, we've seen it work out. Matt LaFleur has been a great coach, but he wasn't that great in Tennessee. But we saw that he's learned from Sean McVeigh, he's been able to carry the a team. But then you have the guys that was with him for one year, Zach Taylor. He touched Sean McVay. Now he's got a job and he looks like a fish out of water because he's not a good coach. Yeah. So I think Sirianni is more of a... And Frank Reich's not Sean McVay. I mean, I know Frank Reich's a top-ten coach in the league, but Sean McVay is something special. So I think that Frank Reich should have been the guy they kept. They messed up. This would be Like the Falcons trying to hire um, Mike LaFleur. Or Matt, Matt LaFleur. What's, what's his brother's name? One that went to the Jets. I think it's
0: oh, it's, it's Mike. Yeah, it's Mike. Mike
1: Lefleur. So I think that that'd be like the Falcons trying to hire Mike Michael Lefleur to be their head coach after they lost Shanahan. Yeah, not a good move. I mean, I mean, that might have worked out. I think Mike Lefleur probably better than Nick Sirianni, but it, it, it's just not a good look. He was the quarterbacks coach. He got promoted offensive coordinator. I don't know. Um, I don't like the hire. What do you think? You should-
0: yeah, I'm not a big fan of it either. I think that there were some better options. Just looking at some of the names that we had, that they had available, Dennis Allen, Eric Bieniemy, Todd Bowles, Joe Brady, Jer- Gerard Mayo, McDaniels, um, Sala, Arthur Smith. So I think that you have two very talented quarterbacks in Hurts and Wentz, and one's got to go, but you need to make that clear. You can't just... You can't be like, oh, we're going to do something to benefit Wentz, but we're going to do something else to benefit Hurts. You have to pick one or the other and let one go so you can get assets back. And now that Wentz has publicly wanted out, they should really be going all in on Hurts at this point and you know, trying to create a system around him because he's a very talented quarterback. They need to now get the right coach, the right system, the right support and cast to make this team successful again. Because there is a good bit of talent on this team it's just not harnessed the right way
1: so they fired back uh Mike Graw as their uh, OC who was just it was an aptitude of play calling last year for them they were forcing it deep and that was exactly what was wrong with Carson Wentz with decision making and they just weren't allowing him to be able to they were allowing him to play into his makeup prove that you were the guy on every pass mentality so who they hired to be their OC, I thought was a really good hire, was Shane Steichen,
0: yeah. who
1: was who worked with Justin Herbert last season. And I will talk about this ad nauseum. Justin Herbert is an exponentially better NFL quarterback than he ever was in college. Like, i watched every film, every snap he had in college. He was not a great quarterback. He had the potential. He showed the ability. But his decision-making, his he just didn't trust his instincts. He was hesitant. He wasn't decisive. Uh, he didn't trust his instincts enough just to make the throw. In the NFL, completely different player, all the comments of the world, trusting his ability and just making plays. Like, he's become a better passer because he's decisive and instinctual rather than being rigid and systematic. So, if Shaiken was responsible for that, he could could have been. I don't know too much about how much development the coaching staff does in each situation. Like, it's it's hard to predict that kind of stuff, but if Steichen was responsible for that, imagine what he could get out of Hertz uh, about of Wince getting him to stop being systematic. But oh no, Wince wants out. He would have been perfect to help Wince become instinctual again, to become a more fluid passer and to trust his instincts instead of trying to like prove that you're the guy. But anyways, I think he'd be good with, with Jalen Hurts anyways. So I think that was a good hire uh, overall. Just an interesting move for the Eagles. I don't think they're going to be competing anytime soon, though, which is a bit of an issue. So I think we'll move on to our next hire.
0: Yeah, I think that Hurts is a long-term option. He's still very talented, and there's a lot of talent on this team, but unfortunately their Super Bowl window has closed, and I think they're going to be out of the playoffs for at least the next three to four years.
1: Well, with that division, we'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true, but I'm not sleeping on Washington, so... Yeah, but moving on to uh, Jacksonville, we have Urban Meyer. He has been a college coach at Florida, Utah, and Ohio State his entire career and has never had any NFL experience. And while there have been a lot of coaches that, have, that can make the seamless transition, there have been a lot more failures. So what do you think about
1: Urban Meyer? All the Jags moves are very, very strange. Um, Urban Meyer is a winner, and he – has won at every level that he's coached at in college. Never been an NFL coach, and he's coming into the worst environment. And he does not handle losing well. He has not lost much. He's going to be losing a lot. A lot. Like, if he wins, if he loses eight games, that's an accomplishment. So, I think that he's going to, it's going to be about mindset with him. Can he stick it out for the long haul? Is he going to be able to, coach for more than a year, is he going to be able to want to coach his team? Uh, I think he's a good coach. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I just think that you look at what he can do and what direction he can take the team in, and then if he can even stick around. I think that's just a big issue. So he's going to be interested with Trevor Lawrence and oh, probably. Um, so you just look at is he can be able to get the most out of him. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he got the most out of Twain Haskett. So, I mean,
0: that's impressive. But I think my issue with Irvin Meyer is what you said. How long will he want to be in Jacksonville? And when you have a young quarterback that has so much potential like Trevor Lawrence, do you really want Lawrence learning a completely new system in two or three years early on in his career when he's still getting acclimated into the NFL? So, I think that Ir- Irvin Meyer pans out great. He has a winning mentality who will bring a winning culture to a team that has only had one real deep playoff run back like two or three years ago and have endured a massive collapse. But on the flip side, he could just not adjust very well to the NFL, and he could really mess up Trevor Lawrence's um, first stage of his career.
1: I mean, Jimmy Donson was the last college quarterback to come in and actually be a successful NFL coach. And then the big advantage is coming – with bringing in a college coach in the NFL, is that first year of scouting in the draft. Because what you have is you have you have been scouting these players every week as a, as a head coach. But Urban Meyer hasn't been coaching the past two years. Yeah. So he doesn't have any of that expertise. He doesn't have any of that knowledge that he would have had as an in-depth coach, say, as Ryan Day has at Ohio State right now. He doesn't have that knowledge of the college game as in depth as he could have if he was a college coach coming out in this being his first year straight after going uh, straight after college, like uh, say you hired a Lincoln Riley or something like that. So I think that it's not a great move. It's better than what they had in Doug Marone, but I don't think that it, it can, it can boom and it can bust. We'll say that.
0: Yeah. It does help bringing a big name like Urban Meyer, especially in the South, especially in Florida, everyone knows who he is at one point he was like god to them but at the same time lack of experience he hasn't or I'm not saying lack of experience in the earth lack of experience in the NFL he hasn't coached in a couple of years so the benefits of getting a coach straight out of college aren't there so i think that is i think it's fair to have him as our third third worst um, coaching coaching acquisition
1: yeah and then another thing is locker room dynamics At Ohio State, you could be like, I'm the highest paid guy here. You have to respect me because I have more experience than all of you. I know things. You don't – you're a college student. You don't know this game. I know everything. You have to listen to me because I respect. In the NFL, he still has that respect of being a great college coach, but he's not the richest guy in the room. I mean, like, Nick Foles would have been the highest paid guy two years ago. Like, I mean – you're not going to have that same respect and then players may not listen to you. And I don't know if there's disciplinary and methods are going to work. So it's a fine hire. I, I think it's the best they can do. I don't, I wouldn't have thought a young coach would have come in here and been successful with this team. So I don't think Urbers could going to think of himself as a bridge guy, but he might end up being a bridge guy, but other, as for their other hirings, who wow. They were, they were awful. Um, so they hired, um, Trent, uh, Alkay as their uh, GM. He's the guy that ruined the Niners uh, before Shanahan and John Lynch got there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he's the one that destroyed that franchise from being a Super Bowl contender to being garbage in like one year. Um, he whiffed on plenty of picks. AJ Jenkins in the first round of 2020, Michael James in the second round of 2012, Tank uh, Karadine, second round 2013, overpaid on players like Vance McDonald, Salik, over a combined 50 million on those two. Reggie Bush, four year, 16 million. Troy Smith, five year, 40 million. Not a good, not a good head coach. Uh, not a good at GM, I mean. Uh, and then you look at the guy they're entrusting with Trevor Lawrence, Daryl Bevel. I mean, well, your best endorsement is that you're a nice guy. I mean, it's not a great endorsement. <laughs> Uh, so he was in, he was in Seattle and he moved to Detroit uh, but he was poor in Detroit and you'll hear a quote from like Adrian Pearson that he said that I don't know why they stuck with him for so long instead of DeAndre Swift, Swift was much better than me, I mean he's the one that was making that decision, uh, he's been terrible, he's a ruining staffer uh, so I don't know why they thought this would be a good hire but he's going to be interested with Trevor Lawrence so uh, good luck
0: <laughs> yeah it's jacksonville they're not the smartest front office and they've had a lot of issues but i think in particular Trent he was not a great head coach or great gm and he had a big rift with jim harbaugh and then he just axed him so
1: like he was afraid, a great coach
0: yeah he let him first three years nfc championship super bowl nfc championship And those NFC championship games were down to the wire too. They're down to a possession or field goal and a um, interception. So I think that if something goes wrong with Irvin Meyer, even if Irvin Meyer turns out to be a good coach, but if Balky doesn't like him on a personal level, bam, you could have your young quarterback of the future have a new head coach because you're being petty and you don't like an already good head coach for personal reasons. So I'm not really loving this guy. No. So we're gonna move on to LA, and we have Brandon Staley, Rams defensive coordinator. The Rams just came off of a really good defensive season. I think they were top five, or at least top seven.
1: They were the number one, it, one defense. They were. The Rams uh, were number one defense. Yeah.
0: They were. Oh wow! So they were the number one defense. There's Aaron Donald there. There's Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey kind of had, he had a career season looking like himself back in 2017. So what are your thoughts on this? Because the Ram or the Chargers defense, just from a player standpoint, just from a roster standpoint, you have Joey Bosa, you got Ingram, you have, I know he wasn't that great, but Kenneth Murray has some promise. And then if he returns back healthy, Back to his old form. Derwin James was great. I have no
1: doubt about that. He is the best safety in the league when healthy. (laughs) Love that guy. guy.
0: But yeah, give me your thoughts on
1: Saley. Uh, I believe he's from the uh, Vic Fangio tree. One of the best defensive coordinators of all time. I mean, that might be a bit strong, but he's a really, really good defensive mind. So he he comes from that tree. He was in Denver. Then the uh, the Rams hired him. Led the best defense in the entire NFL with some average players like they had two stars Donald Jalen Ramsey and then the rest of the guys like what is it Darius Williams the corner they have Darius Williams I mean he led he got the most out of his players great mm-hmm. defensive coach especially um, in the front seven and then you go to a team where you have the best secondary in football in my opinion where you're gonna have Chris Harris although they trade away Desmond King that's right Chris yeah. Harris, you can have uh, Casey Hayward, Derwin James, uh, Nasir Adderley, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean they have a great secondary, and if they had Desmond King, they would have been the best. So um, a top top secondary, two elite pass rushers, a good safety, uh, I mean the best safety in the league, in my opinion. Uh, young promising linebacker, Linval Joseph, and Jerry Taylor in the middle. Like this defense, if it is not top three you have failed as a coach. So high expectations for Brandon Staley, but I have the faith that he can do that. Reason why I have this hiring so low, it is never a great idea to hire defensive coordinators to be head coaches. And let me explain. First, let's look at the other NFC Championship games. You had three offensive guys and one defensive guy. That one defensive guy just happened to have a really special offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, Sean McDermott, and he just happened to be a really awesome defensive coordinator. Or a defensive mind, so three best coaches in the league. I mean, I don't know Bruce Arians, but like the three coaches that made it to the end, you had Lafleur, you had Arians, you had Reed, and you look at the quarterback. other oh, the teams that got knocked out: Sean Payton, uh, Sean McVay, um, Kevin Stefanski, and then uh, Mike Tom. Well, not Mike Tom. They lost in the first round. Who? Um, oh, John Harbaugh. It's a special teams guy. So one special teams, one defensive coordinator, and six offensive guys. Uh you look at teams. If you're really good with a offensive head coach, they can't they can't hire away your offensive coordinator because you are the offensive coordinator. Like, has anyone tried to hire Pete Carmichael? No. Has anyone hired Eric Bieniemy? No. If you're a good offense and you're the offensive guy and you're the head coach, they're not gonna take your guy. If you're a defensive coach like Dan Quinn, and you have a really awesome year. Oh, tough luck. You lost your offensive coordinator. You've got to find a whole new offense. Entirely new offense. Changing an offense is hard. Like Changing a defense is easier, but changing an offense is really hard. So if you're good with a defensive head coach, say goodbye to your offense. What do the Chargers have? A great quarterback prospect. What do you need for a great quarterback prospect? A great coach. Who did they hire to be their offense coordinator? joe lombardi the quarterback's coach for the saints who was a terrible coordinator for the lions uh before he got hired hopefully he got that sean payton magic instilled into him but i mean i don't think that's a great hire i think they probably would have been better uh keeping their guy that went to uh, the eagles so i think that not a great selection by them to go with defensive guy but They hired a great defensive coordinator. I can't knock this move. It's a solid hire. But I just wish they hired someone better than Joe Lombardi to be the mentor and be the guide for Justin Herbert. Yeah. I mean, he's already really good, so he doesn't need that much development. But if you want to have, like, I'm not going to say it's Patrick Mahomes, but if you want to elevate a quarterback to be the best version of themselves, Patrick Mahomes has who? Andy Reid. Drew Brees had who? Sean Payton. Tom Brady was really good this year. Who did he have? Bruce Arians. I mean, I like that. I'm not the biggest Bruce Arians fans, but I mean, he had a good year. Aaron look Rodgers. At Shan- look at Mala Shanahan. Yeah, Shanahan. I mean, all he the made Jimmy of G look good. Exactly. Um, so, what do you think about Brandon Staley and the rest of the hires?
0: Yeah, I think from a talent perspective, just what he brings to the table for such a good defense, he has it. Like being able to transform a random defense into a into the number one unit, and then also being able to make guys that failed on other teams to become, you know, competent and good players. Look at what he did with Leonard Floyd. He had like nine and a half sacks. Look at what he did with a Dante Fowler. Atlanta paid. I'm not going to get into it, but um, I do think that Joe Lombardi was not the right choice. I think there, there were some better offensive options out there, um, but we're going to see how they do with it. And maybe Lombardi does surprise. He still was under Sean Payton and maybe he does help the growth of Justin Herbert. So moving on, we have the Detroit Lions and they hire another Saints guy, uh, big man, Dan Campbell, who had one of the funniest-
1: <laughs> Greatest.
0: One of the greatest um, press conferences I've seen in the NFL.
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's a great hire. Um, for context, I think Staley's a better hire, but as I said, the offensive thing. I mean, if, if you're Detroit, I think you're just gonna take a winning year. Like you'd be fine if you had one year of winning football and then you lost offensive coordinator. I think that'd be fine with that. But let's talk about Dan Campbell. Uh he was the interim head coach for Miami. I think he went like six and nine, nine or something. Not anything special. He's been in New Orleans for a while. He's been the assistant head coach. I mean that title doesn't mean that much, but it just shows you have a lot of responsibility at that organization and that you're trusted uh he's been the tight ends coach so he's been working with the likes of i don't don't, i'm pretty sure he worked with kobe fleener uh jared cook adam troutman josh hill some solid guys uh he was a tight end himself he played for detroit but what i think is so great about this hire is that instead of going from matt patricia you're going to the embodiment of detroit like dan campbell is detroit like his personality is perfect for the city. Um, I don't know how great he'll be as like a play caller, but I think his character is just, it'll be completely different from what they had with uh, Patricia. I think the players will respond to that. Um, I think that he's a personable guy. Um, I think that better than Joe Lombardi, obviously. So I think he's got the ability to be a good head coach. He's the leader. And even if he's not being—he's not calling plays, he brought in some good hires. Uh, defensive coordinator, Aaron Glynn, someone who he was the sec- secondary coach for the Saints, someone who Sean Payton has repeatedly said will be a head coach someday. Like, high praise, very high praise from Sean Payton. Aaron Glynn is a great coach. And uh, I, we'll get into who the Saints replaced him with later on. We talk about just random hires that we want to talk about. Um, offensive coordinator, Anthony Lynn someone who has been a head coach. So he's bringing in experience and he's bringing in potential. I think this is a nice blend. Uh, I was a big Anthony Lynn fan until he was dreadful last season. But yeah. his problem was play calling and time management. He's just—he's a, a great offensive mind. He, he's a former running back. He understands running back position. You'll get them instead of DeAndre Swift, their most talented offensive weapon because they're going to lose Kenny Galladay to free agency, I believe. I don't know if he's going to resign or not. They might tag him, I but... Anyways, he's their best offensive, maybe Hawkinson, one of their best offensive weapons. Uh, Campbell will be able to work with Hawkinson. I think that overall, solid hire, be able to steer the ship. My problem with this hire is it's a six-year contract. So someone who is inexperienced as a head coach, doesn't have a proven track record, and you're going to give him six years? Like – Six years is the admission of we can't find anyone to sign for us. Please sign for us. We'll give you six years. Like, if I want to get someone a six-year contract, I'm going to give it to someone like Kyle Shanahan, who is very proven as a play caller and as a offensive genius. So that's what – I mean, it, the length is a bit concerning because he's so unproven and that he doesn't have a track record of being a great offensive play caller, and that's what you're going to have him probably be doing as a head coach. I don't know if he's going to be the John Harbaugh type of just being the leader of the team and being the leader of men type head coach. He could be a great leader of men. Uh, I mean, I want to go to war with him. He's talking about biting kneecaps off. So um, (laughs) I'm already sold. So he's a great leader, I would imagine. And I think that he'll be a solid hire for them. What do you think, Ishan, about Motor City Dan Campbell?
0: Yeah, I think he really is an embodiment of the city, of the culture there. And I think that He'll do a lot of good things. I think his staff will really help because the if they keep Galladay, you have Swift, you have Johnson, you have Peterson, you have Galladay, Hawkinson, and then you have Jared Goff is a downgrade over Stafford for sure, but he's not the worst quarterback in the league.
1: He's so, not a good quarterback. He's, like he's not a good. He's not a good.
0: He's not a good quarterback, but he's a I quarterback.
1: Like he's he's a quarterback.
0: He's a quarterback, but I think Anthony Lynn will. Get the best out of him, and I think Sean that. Sean McVay
1: couldn't get the best out of him, so I mean,
0: ah, uh, I don't know. I think I I still have faith in golf.
1: I don't I know why have, you have faith I in st- golf. I
0: still have faith in golf. I, know I have faith in his contract. I don't think he's worth the contract, but I still have faith that he'll become average. So that's I think, that's a
1: prayer because he cannot throw the football. So he he cannot.
0: I remember we had him. People had him as an MVP candidate a couple years ago. He put up some good
1: stats for Sean McVay because Sean McVay's an incredible coach.
0: Yeah, but I think that this is a step in the right direction and if they draft well and if they don't, you know, give out bad contracts like they've done before, Trey Flowers, I think that, you know, this team could make the playoffs in a couple of years. Their window, their playoff window is still pretty tight and I don't think they'll come out of the division anytime soon, but as Aaron Rodgers starts to decline a little bit as Minnesota had a rapid decline and as Chicago still figures out their quarterback situation maybe in a few years Detroit could capitalize on that a little bit
1: maybe so Uh, I think the Jared Goff trade was great for them um Mm -hmm. they maximize the value for Stafford because they're taking on a contract um they're taking on a contract pretty much like the Browns did with um Brock Osweiler, and uh, anyways, I think that what they did is great. Two first-round picks, um, very solid. Yeah. And then, you know who executed that Brock Osweiler trade? John Dorsey, who is now the executive, uh, what's his title? He's the uh, senior uh, personnel executive for the Detroit Lions. I mean, exact same strategy. Solid. So, two first-round picks and a third from Jared Goff and Jared Goff, who can be a serviceable replacement fill-in bridge quarterback, a bridge quarterback. Mm -hmm. I think that'll be a a solid solid move for them. And then they brought in as their, uh, who they bring in as their uh, GM? Uh, Let me pull it up real quick. Oh, Brad Holmes. Very good hire. Uh, He's the uh, scouting personnel for the Rams. So he's worked with Jared Goff. Maybe he saw something that uh, Sean McVay didn't. But he has been a very great drafter. Cam Akers, a great pick in the second round. I mean, he hasn't had any first round picks to work with, and he has had this is a list of all the stars he's drafted in like the past three years Cam Akers, Taylor Rapp, Cooper Cup, John Johnson, Joseph Boom, John Franklin, Meyer, Tyler Higby, David Edwards, Micah Kaiser, Jordan Fuller. Like, yeah. he has been a great job of drafting. The Lions need a lot of help in the draft.
0: I and think I Brad Holmes, picks.
1: John Dorsey, not bad. No, pretty solid.
0: So moving on to New York, Robert Sala, who has been the leader of, when healthy, arguably the best defense in the NFL in San Fran. What does he bring to this Jets team that has a couple of solid pieces like Quentin Williams?
1: I think this Jets defense is really turning it on at the end of last season. And I think that what he can do for this team is going to be great. Um, Here is the moment where you're going to, break away like these are the two better hires yeah. uh smith and then the next or oh that's i ruined it um sala and smith so i think that those are the two best hires i think maybe Staley might be on the same level as Salah, but he's not the same kind of leader as Salah is he's i think he's a really good coordinator i think Salah is just a good leader
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, i'll talk about they I, I kind of group their whole coaching hires together uh with their coordinators because i really like the offensive coordinator hire uh michael Slur i already talked about it. So, um, first of all, let's talk about Robert Shaw because he has been an incredible coach for them. I mean, he should have been the Browns coach. I mean, the Browns' decision-making process of Kevin Stefanski, I mean, it worked. It worked out for them. I'm not going to deny that. I wasn't a fan of it. But they picked the loser of the uh, divisional round game between the Vikings and the Niners. So, like, all right, who loses this game? We'll pick them. So, Salah has been a great leader. He has coached one of the best defenses in the league. Um, the 49ers had as many as eight starters missing at times. And Salah finished with the fifth defense in DVOA in football last season. So, yeah. pretty insane. He mm-hmm. lost Sherman. He lost Bosa. He lost um, F- uh, D-Ford D- was missing for a while.
0: D-Ford was missing. And they didn't have Buckner.
1: Oh, that was really stupid. I will never forgive them for that. Watch Eric Armstead
0: win Defensive Player of the Year next year.
1: The fact that I kept Eric Armstead for DeForest Buckner was really stupid.
0: I'm going to put all my money on Eric Armstead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, then you, you look at guys like Deshaun Watson, who want to go from a 4-12 and team to a 2-14 and and team just because of uh, Robert Sala. Like, yeah. That's the kind of personality he is. Um, mm-hmm. he's a leader, he's a great coach. Um, so only only qualm with this hire is the fact that he's a defensive guy. And fact that fact that's my only qualm is pretty impressive. Um, then we talk about Mike LaFleur, brother of, uh, obviously, the LaFleur of Green Bay, Matt LaFleur, who has been very, very good. He's been learning from Kyle Shanahan the top three Offensive mind in football?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: You have Peyton, Reed, Shanahan, McVeigh. Those are like the four top top tier guys.
0: Wait, in that order?
1: No, I'm not saying in that order, but those are the oh, top no. four guys. I don't think there's any question that there's anyone else in that top four. No, no. Um, He has been absorbing that system. His brother's in the McVeigh system. He's in the Shanahan system. I think that he'll have some great success with this team. I think that... What Sam Darnold needs, if they're to keep him, is great coaching. Because, I mean, I'm not the biggest Darnold fan, but he has potential. My only qualm about not liking him is that there are so many respected NFL play, uh, people that think Darnold can still be the guy, that still think that Darnold can have that potential. And that's that's one of the reasons why I, I was so bullish on Pat Mahomes is because I heard all these reports when we had a training camp of how awesome and how special he was. and uh, You hear stuff like Sean Payne saying he was the best player he's ever evaluated. Like, uh, I listen to what coaches say when I'm evaluating players because I don't know much. I try and learn, but they get paid to do it. They're better at it. I trust their opinions. Um, So I think Sam Donald could be fixed with a good coach. I think Mike LaFleur could make Donald a top 16 quarterback in the league next year, maybe. Uh, But anyways, Zach Wilson would be awesome here. Uh, Justin Fields would be awesome here. Trade Lance would be awesome here. Um, Or you take Sewell. Penai Sewell would be really awesome if you wanted to protect your man, Darnold. Trade back, maybe one spot. Someone wants to come up the quarterback. Uh, Not really much, but the (laughs) back. We'll cut that
0: out.
1: It's the the trusty uh, light blocker. Can we please include that at the end? Sure. <laughs> yes. Don't worry about it. Is that what fell? Yeah. Like the third time someone's fallen in here today. I've been trying to block the sun. <laughs> well, did this fall? Because
0: this is gonna hurt the furniture. it just fell just
1: now. What is that? From up there? Yeah. And on its way down, what did it hit? I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, Why now this is busted. It's not as funny as you think it is, girl. What happened? Yeah, I just think LeFleur is going to be a great coach for them. Uh, I think they can go in many, many directions. Keep Darnold, trade Darnold, uh, draft a quarterback. I think this team has a lot of potential. Denzel Mims looks great. Uh, their offensive line is looking a lot better this season than it has in the past. Still needs a lot of work. But this team is not as bad. It's a, it was a pretty interesting destination, I think, for like, coaches. And I think that's why I saw a, he had the, he, he could have picked the team he wanted and he picked the Jets. So I think that he made a very good decision here. I think that this might be a really good hire. And I think that my concern about a team taking their offensive coordinator and Mike Lefleur, if they have a good season, I think Jets fans would be happy with just one good season. Like yeah. if you tell them, "We'll go to the AFC Championship game and you lose offensive coordinator," they'd be like, oh, "Please, uh, I don't want to go 12 and 14 anymore or 2 and 14 anymore. I will take a winning season for
0: anything." Anything.
1: So. Reason why I didn't like that with the Chargers is because the Chargers have a lot of future. They got a lot of hope. They have a great quarterback. They have potential. They need to be going all out. So I don't think that going all out, you're going for one season. You're going to have a very short window if you go with a defensive guy versus an offensive guy. So um, that's why I think that this hire is so much better than the, the Staley hire, as well as personality wise, because I think, as terms of defensive minds, they're not too dissimilar. I think they're both pretty equal in terms of um, production, how much they've done. It's all, he's
0: like a the players love him. He's a very loved guy. So that helps a lot, especially with a young organization.
1: And you remember uh, CJ Moses playing this like, second-ever game for the Jets now, next season. Because yeah. he helped oh, it yeah. out. So that'll be a big issue for them. Mm-hmm. This defense was – I thought them to be top ten next season because Quentin Williams looked really good. Marcus May, our boy Ashton Davis. Um, I mean, they've got some pieces. They look like they're coming together.
0: Yeah, for sure. So finally, we are back in Atlanta and we have done a lot of things wrong, but Arthur Smith just come, came off of coaching, being the offensive coordinator for the number one offense in the league, the offensive player of the year, two really good receivers, some solid tight ends and making Ryan Tannehill look good. So I think that he can do a lot for this offense, given that you have the best receiver tandem in the league Matt Ryan while he is declining a little bit he still puts up great numbers and is still pretty good I think that they got to work on the run game a little bit maybe Najee Harris in the third round but I think that I think that the offense is there and hiring an offensive minded guy the last time we did this actually no Mike Smith was a defensive guy so yeah, this is the first time in a long time that we've hired a offensive minded guy, and I think that it will do wonders for this team.
1: Um, first thing about uh, Arthur Smith, he could have waited as long as he'd like to become a head coach. He could have waited for the perfect opportunity because, like most coaches, unlike most coaches, he doesn't care about money. He is the richest coach in the entire NFL. Maybe maybe even the richest just personnel in the entire NFL. Uh, his dad, founder of uh, FedEx. So yeah, that was crazy. He not does not need to wait on anything. So he could have waited for the perfect opportunity. I don't know if the Falcons were the perfect opportunity per se. They got a lot of problems when it comes to cap and uh, future, but a good oh, destination, cool. I think. It, it, it's but cool.
0: It's cool.
1: He chose you guys, so that's, that tells you a lot. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: You look at Tennessee's last office coordinator. Uh, Matt LaFleur. They were not a good offense with Matt LaFleur. They were like a top 20 offense with Matt LaFleur. Like, they weren't anything special. But with uh, Arthur Smith, he's just brilliant. He knows how to get the best of his players. He knows how to understand personnel. Like, he is not a running guy. Like, he's a passing guy. And he's like, yeah, for sure. we've got Derrick Henry. Who cares? We're going to be a running team now. Like, he understands personnel. He understands how to use it. I think that Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones... It's gonna be scary what this guy can do with them. I think that the Falcons have two top five receivers
0: in the league. Okay, one top five, one top one top five, one top seven. Top ten. Top seven. Top ten. Top seven. Ten. Okay.
1: Fifteen.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Uh, Adams, Hill, Jones, Thomas, Jefferson. Thomas. Okay, fine. Jefferson. And um, Robinson. Ho- and then Hopkins, and then I'll put really, I'll put really over I'll put really over Keenan Allen. I'll put really over Keenan. All right, you're
1: crazy, Fun Diggs.
0: Oh shoot, Diggs. Okay, eight.
1: Oh no, <laughs>
0: seven or eight. Okay, top ten. Fine. Top, top ten. Top ten. All
1: top ten. right, so he's a great offensive mind, and then look at who he brought in, Dean Pease, an incredible defensive coordinator. Uh, got him out mm-hmm. of re- got, got him out of retirement to come coach with him in Tennessee. Well, I, I don't know. I, don't, I, know the I think he
0: came out of retirement for Atlanta.
1: He came out of retirement for Atlanta. Uh, I've been reading the stories wrong. But, anyways, I think that's a really good hire for them. I think that you look at what he's done for them and what he can do, like what he's sounds like his defensive ability is really impressive. So, I think that just I think it's a great hire. Dean Pease. Um, so, Pease was the top defensive coordinator and one of the top defensive coordinators in the past 15 years before retiring and ahead yeah. of 2020. So, uh, he was the Ravens DC in 2012 when they won the Super Bowl. Uh, and Tennessee's defense fell apart without him in 2019. So, um, really great guy, really great yeah, coach. Yeah, for sure. He's 71, but I mean, it's like when Sean McVay had a uh, Wade Phillips,
0: like, yeah,
1: young guy. I mean, he's not that young, but uh, new head coach needs experienced defensive coordinator like you can't do anything risky I mean I think it, I think Trudy really can hire
0: I thought it was great to be honest
1: and then you have uh, Dave Ragone as your OC yeah but doesn't Arthur really...
0: Smith's going to be calling the plays I was about to say it doesn't really matter yeah like it's fine but,
1: but if but... you want to know about him he was the passing end coordinator for the Bears last season so <laughs> yes did not much work with but you know
0: not yeah. great Uh, Not not amazing.
1: Terry Fontenot as GM. He was the third high-ranking guy behind Mickey Loomis and Jeff Ireland in New Orleans. Uh, Very important in personnel decisions, and they have been one of the best front offices in the NFL.
0: And He's a scouting guy, right?
1: He's a scouting guy. But Jeff Ireland's the the main scouting guy. He's the the genius behind the Saints' scouting department. Um, Loomis is the cap wizard. Uh, Ireland is the scout wizard. Fontenot's kind of just... Good scout. <laughs> uh, I think fine be...
0: after your 2017 draft class, I will take anything.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he was behind that 2017 draft class with Ireland, where they had Lattimore, Ramchek, Marcus Williams, Alvin Kamara, Trey Hendrickson. Uh, insane draft class. Those are five all-pro players, at least Pro Bowl players. Yeah, I'll say Pro Bowl. That is insane. Uh, drafted Michael Thomas in the second, Onyemata in the sixth. Really impressive stuff, uh, Eric McCoy in the second. So you are hurting an enemy by taking one of their high-ranking front office officials, which is always good for a team to hurt your enemy. But you are taking their third-highest-ranking guy, so you will always have a worse front office than them, just saying. So uh, it's a good hire, but you will never have the best front office if Jeff Ireland is still in New Orleans because Jeff Ireland is the magic. He is the good. But a great hire. I can't knock anything for that. Falcons had a really, really good offseason so far. And uh, Micah, yeah. you? I don't know. Come draft time, I'm still a little torn
0: between keep it between drafting a quarterback or trading back and getting like a Micah Parsons. But we'll see how that. We'll see what DMP says because I think that Parsons really is the only defensive player that I would take as high. Yeah. That I would take top seven, to be honest with you.
1: I, I completely agree.
0: Like, Sertan's good, but I'm not sold on him being a top ten pick. Gregory Gregory Rousseau is a freak, but he has, like, zero technique. And, he was, and the majority of his production came on the inside, not even on the edge. So I'm a little skeptical about him. So it's really Parsons, to be honest.
1: I, I agree. I think that was a really, really... Parsons is the only really like top defensive prospect in this draft.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And I think that if you wanted to get someone defensively, that'd be that'd be the guy that you want to look for. Uh, I think uh, I think yeah. what's his name Fairly for Virginia Tech pretty interesting as a pick.
0: Yeah, I heard he's I heard he's pretty good.
1: And then I also like Sertain, but obviously, I think you want to be in the teens drafting those guys rather than yes. four. So um, really great. for the Falcons. I hate to see it, but they had a good one. Uh, other notable hires I wanted to mention. Um,
0: Let's see, there was Panthers one. Panthers
1: hired Scott Fittner uh, uh, as their GM. I thought that was a good hire. Uh, Rams hired Raheem Morris as their DC. So they're That's just good. going from good DC to good DC. Sean, uh, Sean F- Wade Phillips to uh, Brands Daly to Raheem Morris. I think another really good hire for them. The Saints hired um, I just forgot his name. Um, Chris Richard or Chris Richard. He was defensive coordinator for the Legion of Boom was with the Cowboys. He's a great inspirational leader, uh, motivator. Decent tactician as well. He could be the secondary coach for the Saints. I think that's a good replacement for Aaron Glenn. I think Aaron Glenn's probably better Have The Cowboys hired Dan Quinn as their DC. Uh, that was an interesting hire. I don't know how much I like that hire, but interesting. Nah. Uh, anything else? Broncos hired George Patton as their GM. I thought that was a really good hire. Um, Raiders heart Gus Bradley as their DC um interesting hire another one of those um those Seattle guys I believe yeah anything else of interest
0: I'm not too sure that there are
1: so I think there is uh, other than like firing like Jets firing Greg Williams whoa shocker whoa (laughs)
0: But I think really that's I think that's really it for now. So that wraps up our NFL coaching and coordinator hiring analysis. We went through the worst, David Coley to the best, Arthur Smith and let's see Let's see how these coaches fare out. I think we can have a guy like Urban Meyer shock us and we could even see someone like Brandon Staley disappoint us. So we'll have to see how these coaches fare out. And we'll see how they do in terms of drafting as well. This is a oh, very interesting, interesting draft.
1: Well, mainly those GMs. Oh, we we can touch a little bit the GM hirings. What else? words they there? Um, oh, there was Casario, Patton, Brad Holmes, Fittner, Fontenot. Oh, Washington Football Team hires a uh, Martin Mayhew. So he was a 49ers executive. So not a bad hire. But I that's it.
0: They hired the four, the Panthers guy.
1: Oh, he was the four Panthers GM. Oh. marty
0: herney
1: oh high-ranking front office role marty herney is the high-ranking front office role but uh martin Mayhew's going to be the, uh, the uh, gm oh, okay so decent stuff by them go football team <laughs> all
0: right that wraps it up my name is ishan chef alongside me as always is William zell And that was our NFL coaching and coordinator and GM analysis. See you next time.